Welcome to Spirit Body, a podcast about bodies, spirituality, mental health, and how they all connect together. I'm your host, Lauren Donaldson, a therapist, astrologer, and an intuitive healer. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Let's start by taking a breath together, settling in wherever you are. And when you're ready on your own time, just taking a quick second to take a full breath in and a full breath out. And say hello to yourself if you want to. Hi, self. Today, I'm going to be talking about people pleasing. I am really jazzed about this topic because I often think it gets uh, misunderstood and it's really important. So I wanted to start with just the idea that people pleasing is so much more than, oh, like, I just want people to like me. In my experience, that's generally what people think it is. And it's like this cute little thing to like maybe work on sometime. And it's not really taken seriously. I think about people pleasing as a framework or a worldview that at the core says, it's more important for you to like me than for me to get my needs met. And this can have massive, dangerous, impactful, serious consequences. I've said this many times on my social media, but I'll say it here in case you know you don't follow me on social media. People-pleasing is a survival skill, and it can be a trauma response, little or big T trauma. It is a really useful and understandable survival skill. If you are liked, you are included. And beyond that, if you are liked and included, you are safe. It is a very human fundamental need to be included and people pleasing is one way to ensure survival. So it makes sense that a lot of us pick this up as kids especially because kids are very vulnerable and they rely on adults to survive. So they learn that being liked will get them what they need and want. Obviously kids respond in other ways too. People pleasing isn't the only way to, you know, be liked or to, you know, get your needs met, but it's extremely effective in, in the world that we live in. Uh, From the internal family systems perspective, a people-pleasing part is really tricky because it's very self-like and the self is, the, the true self is compassionate and curious and calm and confident, but the self is always rooted in compassion. And I think this is where the self like kind of comes in, it's really common to think or believe that people pleasing is compassionate. And this is where I personally get stuck and have seen a lot of other people get stuck in in people pleasing because it's actually not compassionate. People pleasing is not compassionate. It's not compassionate to do something for someone and then feel resentment. It is not compassionate to agree with someone to keep the peace and then feel terrible inside. It is not compassionate to spare someone's feelings while you are fuming inside because of what they said or did to you. I'm not saying there isn't a time and place for people pleasing. There are times when 
it's appropriate to smile and nod because preserving the relationship is more important than being in our integrity. There are some times where this is the case. Always when safety is an issue, hands down, like I said earlier, people pleasing is a wonderful survival skill when you are worried about your safety for any reason. And when power dynamics are at play, when the power is really imbalanced, like at work, to a degree, if you're worried about keeping your job and you don't have any other options, people pleasing might be an essential and really useful skill to ensure that you don't lose your income. I talked about the nuances of this a little bit more in episode 17 on boundaries. So yes, of course there are times where we need to be people pleasers, but most of the time people, we people please out of habit. We've been doing it for so long that it's just our default. It's the go-to and it can be something really small. And again, these really small examples are reflective of the bigger, more problematic things that show up in our life. But just as an example, one of my small ones is something really silly where I'll try something on in a store and I feel bad when I don't buy anything. I used to carry out something from the fitting room so that I could say something work. And then I'd like secretly put it away and leave the store before I hurt the salesperson's feelings. So can we just take in for a minute how absurd this is? I'm the customer. If their clothes don't work for me, that is not my problem. The business literally exists to sell me things. They rely on me, us as a collective, to buy their shit. And if we don't like it, that is not our problem. But in this example, I made it my problem. I took on the emotional labor. And yes, it's a very small amount in this scenario, but instead of putting that back on the store to be like, Hey, this didn't work out for me and just move on with my life. I come up with this plan to avoid hurting anyone's feelings. And just to zoom out even further, the individual salespeople most likely have zero to do with what's in the store. They're just trying to make sales because that's their job and that's fine. My point is it's not personal to them. It's not like they designed the clothes. And even if they did, it still doesn't make it my job to make them comfortable. So this is, again, obviously a very minor, minor example, but the reason I'm sharing it is because I think it, it highlights that people-pleasing is so pervasive for those of us that struggle with it. And when we do it over and over again, even in the situations like this where it's absolutely unnecessary, it becomes habitual and we don't even know that we're doing it. I first started getting really curious about this, about my people-pleasing as a yoga teacher and student a few years ago as I started to become more aware of power dynamics in yoga communities. I talked a lot about this uh, on the podcast in episode 20 called Disordered Eating and Spirituality. But by showing up in a spiritual community like yoga, you are putting yourself in a vulnerable, vulnerable position. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's bad to be vulnerable. It's actually really beautiful and connecting. But it's so important to be aware of vulnerability and power dynamics. 
which, you know, just as an aside, I was not aware of this until very recently. And I think to any degree, any workout class or really any class where you are the student and then there's a teacher, that is a power dynamic. Someone knows something that you want to know about. So you pay them hopefully to teach you that's the exchange. And that's why payment is super important. Cause when money is involved, I think the exchange becomes more equal, not always the case. That's probably a topic for another episode, but spiritual communities in particular are, are ripe for exploiting people's vulnerabilities for years and years. When I took yoga classes, I would not listen to my body and override its messages because I wanted to please the teacher, not just please them, but, and make them like me. I didn't want to make them uncomfortable by me needing to rest or not do something in class. I didn't want to draw attention to myself. If I had to sit out for a few minutes, I didn't want to hurt their feelings. If I didn't want the adjustment that they were giving me, and this would happen with big name yoga teachers, yoga teachers that were my friends, yoga teachers that I was teaching to be yoga teachers. And that's how I know from my embodied lived experience that if someone is in the role of the teacher, there's always a power dynamic. So it's not just like famous yoga teachers or older yoga teachers, it's all teachers. And I just wanna pause here and sort of highlight the absurdity of this. Like if you take out the people pleasing component, like if you can just isolate that out of the situation, this part that wants the yoga teacher to be comfortable, if we can take that out, I was causing harm to my body because I didn't want to make a yoga teacher uncomfortable and not that it matters, but often it wasn't even a yoga teacher that I I knew or like had a relationship with definitely ones that didn't give a shit about me personally. And can we just like take in how messed up that is? I'm a paying customer and I'm more concerned about the ego and the comfort of the teacher. That my friends is messed up. (laughs) And the point I want to make is that I am not and was not consciously doing this. I I wasn't aware of these dynamics when it was going on. This mindset, these feelings, they are a result of so many cultural factors. The patriarchy, for one, women internalizing the belief that they need to make everyone happy. That compounded with yoga being culturally appropriated and spun into something deeply capitalistic, fat phobic, rooted in diet culture, all while using spiritually bypassing language to dismiss any real concerns that people have. This is not your fault. It's not my fault. It's not any of our faults. Even if you aren't a yoga student, if you struggle with people pleasing, I hope you can see how this parallels with some other situation in your life. And this scenario that I just laid out enrages me. It makes me so angry that for years I would hurt my body at the expense of someone else's feelings and comfort. My thought is always to first draw awareness to this behavior. We can't change any behavior if we're not aware of it. So start by noticing your urge to people, please. 
Notice the urge to say yes when you mean no. Notice when you didn't say anything, even though you were uncomfortable. That is how I started to get better at not people pleasing. We have to start with noticing. And almost equally important, not beating yourself up if you go into people pleasing mode automatically. This shit is really deep. If you are at a point where you're noticing and you're still doing it, if you you know you're noticing that you're pe- that you have the urge to people please and you're still people pleasing, make a point to circle back. Like for example, if someone said something that was hurtful and in the moment you just let it roll off and didn't say anything, think about what it would be like to go back to that person and say, "Hey, that thing that you said hurt my feelings." I guarantee you that if this is a relationship worth preserving, that a person, that person will be apologetic. Not only that though, they will be happy that you said something and hopefully they would want to make amends. And you know, what comes from that relational closeness when someone shares vulnerably and the other person is able to catch them in that and say, they are sorry. It actually brings people closer together. Because now a dynamic has been established where two people are able to be authentic in that relationship. And those are the relationships that are really worth the work. If you tell someone you were hurt and they get defensive or blow up on you, that is really good information. And let me just say, saying my feelings were hurt when you said or did this thing is very different than accusing or blaming them. But if someone can't make space for that, for your hurt in the relationship between the two of you, sorry, but that's not a good relationship. (laughs) It might be sad to think of it ending. That's very valid. But if there's no space for your feelings in a relationship, then that's probably worth, you know, reconsidering if that's the type of relationship that you want to have in your life. That's why this work is just so powerful and important to me. When we're aligned and authentic and in self energy, we really get to see what relationships are worth doing the work. And when we're just people pleasing all the time, we don't even give ourselves a chance to find out which ones are worth it. I mean, that's so huge. It's so huge. Okay. I get really riled up talking about this. It's really, really important to me. I think that's all I have for you today. I'd really love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can find me and follow me on Instagram at spirit body community. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave me a five-star review on Apple podcasts. This podcast is still super new and leaving reviews and sharing episodes with your friends is how we'll grow this community. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. Bye.